The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall with track four. Lock one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off to four. Quick time! Ten. Zero. Three. Zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Quick Time, the podcast. We are back here in the race cave once again. As always, join with me is Josh Harris, Brad Brown, Mr. IB Race himself. Let's start off with Mr. Brad Brown. Brad, how's your week going? We went pretty well. It's going pretty good. Uh, pretty uneventful. Uh, just, a, just a nice average week. So kind of getting geared up, ready for this uh, the sprint car season going. I'm ready to watch some Dirt Vision and Flow sprint car racing. Not watching any of that clay purview down in Australia. Josh signed up for the free trial. Handing out passwords like they're going out of style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I got my free three-day preview. It'll be gone here in another day. <laughs> can't shell out the big bucks? Well, sadly, it's you pay for it. So you pay like $10 a month, but you only get the rebroadcast. Everything is pay-per-view, so everything's 20 bucks to watch. It's not pay-per-view. It's clay-per-view. It's not too expensive for my taste. All right, that's the voice of Mr. Josh Harris. Josh, man, how was your week? My week was awesome. Um, besides being freaking cold here, um, I had a great, great week until yesterday. I kind of had a funny story. I went to go get gas, and on my app, it tells me you know where the best places to get the best deal is. Yeah, the one that's closest to you. No, the closer you are, the worse deal. So it, it, I went. I what got if off you're work. what if you're right next door to the one with the best deal? Then it's the closest one. <laughs> well, yeah, never mind. So my the funny thing is is so the best deal was at a. I don't know if you've ever been on Westo right right over the bridge. What what happens about five five thirty in at night? Free free meals. No, what's what's down by Westo over the thing the. The yeah, the homeless, homeless people. Shelter. The homeless shelter. The free, free meals. meals. So, yeah, I saw some. I had one guy yelling all sorts of cuss words at people, and I was just like, dude, this is not worth stopping uh, here. You don't stop there at night. Yeah, so know. I learned I'm not going to be stopping there. You are kid. one suppressed white girl. <laughs> hey, I was just like, come on, gas, hurry up, hurry up. But, yeah, but otherwise, my week was good. Got to watch my daughter sing um, and then get to see my son uh, do soccer next week. So we're excited. That app kind of sucks. I tried to use it tonight, and, and Casey's didn't recognize it, so I had to pay regular price for it. That's that's the only th- bad thing is it literally – you get a better deal if you go buy something in the store than you do getting gas. Yeah. My uh, my Ghetto Mart, the, the uh, um, Fat Dogs, they're the cheapest in town, but you got to pay cash to get the, the best deal. Oh, well, then, then you don't even get the deal that, that's on. No, you don't up, even do the up, – you know. up, you cheap-ass sons of bitches just trying to save two cents on a gallon of gas? Hey, how Actually, about... Actually, a lot of times it's 10 or 12 cents, so... I, I can get... I usually only go to the ones can, that are Can you buy a candy cents. bar with all you save afterwards? If you can make two visits to the gas station, yes. Yeah, see? You cheap <laughs> sons of bitches. All I want to know, though, is I was... Sup- I asked Brandon today to go out to lunch with me. He's He'll always be like, oh, why didn't you ask me? I asked him, what did he say? What did you say, Brandon? I had to go to the exciting place known as the DMV. So it's time to I gotta eat in the it's, break room. It's time to renew those plates, boys and girls. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Otherwise, yeah. How was your week so far, Brandon? We didn't even ask you last week. Nobody cares about how my week went. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Nobody cares how your week went it either. Not. I'm just being polite. We all want to know about Brad because he usually goes somewhere, does like a all goes on a camping yeah. trip, My you know, has some marathon to run, uh, maybe some soap dispensers to put up on a wall or something. Just just booked our flight to Tucson, so we'll be heading out there uh, next month. Did you buy your uh, yeah. Tucson Speedway tickets to go watch some late models of stock cars while you're out there? Do they even race out there anymore? I don't know. Mm. You're the late model fan around here. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> hey, racing's racing. So what are you going down and... there for? Just uh, see my in-laws. They're snowbirds, and they, they're down there right now, so... That sounds fun and to be down there. Get out of Lincoln. You need to tell them they need to move down to the Florida area so you can go down to Florida Speed Weeks. Too much humidity there, man. I am not going to Florida. I'll go to Arizona. Dry heat. I don't blame you. It's beautiful. Me. What a shame. You're missing out on some good racing down there. 
That's what Dirt Vision's for. I know. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got Josh's password. You know, <laughs> he has all my passwords somehow. I magically give them to him. <laughs> a sucker's a sucker is born every minute. I Josh sent you is the tape review. You're like, I ain't gonna watch that. No, of course not. And then you're probably watching it at lunch, right? No, I was DMV, at the DMV, at the standing, DMV line, standing line, waiting to shell out my two hundred dollars. Two hundred taxes, Shit, man. That's my wheel taxes for my pickup. I know. <laughs> It's insane. It's expensive. It's ridiculous. Buy a car, they said. It'll be fun. No, <laughs> I'd rather fucking walk. Let's get a scooter. So, two weeks in a row, Josh, we have a guest in the studio. That we do. You want to introduce our guest? Or can you can you handle that pressure? I don't know, I'm not good at pronouncing names, so this should be interesting. We have the man, Cole Choo Choo Vanderheiden. Welcome to the show. Thank you yeah, for having me on. Uh, pleasure to be here. He has outdressed all of us, I think, on this occasion. He, he, yeah. did, he didn't. Either we didn't get the memo or he didn't get the memo where hoodies are required. Well, I Pretty teased much. him when I walked in that this is an audio broadcast, not a video broadcast, because <laughs> he's dressed up to the nines. I think he knows I usually take a random photo here somewhere in there. <laughs> Josh so, and his photos. So why are you dressed up? Did you just have a, an event to go to or something? Or No, I just got home from golf practice and put a suit on because really? why not? Heck wow. yeah, golf practice. That'd be awesome. I golf think. practice, minus 30 degrees outside right now. Are you playing outside or are you, no. are you hitting on an indoor it, range? We have an indoor little locker room. We got a new away locker room, away team locker room at our school, and they just put like four hitting nets in there, and we do practice there. you have a target on there as well? No, it's just a net with a piece of turf on the ground. That's better than Lincoln High. We used to do it in the basement at Lincoln High. We did it at Northeast Batting Cages. You were on the golf team? No, but I know they did in the batting cages. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wait for the golfers to get out of, so, get out of there so I can use the batting cages. So what's your handicap? How good are you? Let's hear it. Oh, I'm kind of mid-high 80s, mid-90s every Shit. once in a while. Is that for nine holes or 18? I'd take that. <laughs> I'd take that. I retired from golf because I always stood too close to the ball after I hit it, so it wasn't any fun. I, I play enough golf that I don't play enough. I should say that because my brother tells me I don't play enough. But yeah, what I really want to know is how Cole has time to go golfing. I saw your race schedule come out seventy plus races. Do you? Ha I don't know. How, do you keep the clubs and, and the toter home with you while you're going up and down the road. So find a find a course on the side of the highway, take a little break, and get some get some golfing. Uh, no, it's just we had a lot of racing. Yeah, but uh, during the weeks, kind of just once I get the car ready, I've Spare t a little bit of spare time here and there, and then might as well just go golfing. Isn't there some good golf courses up in Houston? My golf consists of me going down <laughs> to uh, Jim Acre. That's, that's and usually me. with me. <laughs> I know. So to to prep for seventy five races, uh, how busy has your winter been? You had to. What do you get prepping five cars or something? <laughs> uh, no, we just we uh, took the last car from this last year. Um, we took it down bare frame and then uh moved it in the corner waiting for a new chassis to come up um and arrive and then we'll have to thrash really fast to get uh car ready for march or april so what is your first race you start at uh it's supposed to be beginning of march sometime uh not completely sure on which what the date is but or where middle of march uh well we just started um yesterday we talked about going down to devil's bowl in the middle of beginning of march and uh, we'll see what happens when we get there, I guess. So what out of the tracks you ran last year, what would you say was your favorite one to run or most comfortable? Probably going to be Eagle Raceway. Uh, just the one that's closest, uh, more, most fans. Um, maybe the same amount of fans as Houston's, but Eagle just, I know a lot of people there. Uh, all the drivers I used to watch when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, I just... Probably Eagle Raceway is the most interesting and exciting one. You say watch when you were a kid. You're, what, 15, 16 <laughs> years old? You are still a kid. When I, when I was still in diapers, you mean. <laughs> Who was your favorite? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, probably my dad whenever I went because I only went when he went. Uh, yeah, some Mark, I guess, Mark Vanderheiden. There you go. I didn't even know he raced sprint cars till last night. So, and then I asked him. I said, "Hey, Sim, you know, what did you race?" And he sends me photos of him racing. And I think two of the three photos were wrecks. 
I'm like, that's not promising here. You know, <laughs> to be fair, I do not believe I have never, ever gotten a photo of Mark wrecking a race car. I could be wrong. Do you have a photo of him? Yes, I have plenty of photos of him. Because, you know, unlike you, I go to the races. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's over there laughing. Well, it wasn't on streaming, so I couldn't watch back then. <laughs> well, for the It record, wasn't that long ago, Josh. It was three years ago. That was a long time ago, Brandon. For the record, you do have two more races this year. Than That's we true. Did, so. I am leading the actual going to a race out of us three. So even I'm beating Cole, too, and he's going to whoop me in probably like Cole, a month. Did, did you go to the Chili Bowl at all? No, we did not. We watched every night, though. Do you have ever, ever have any aspirations of running a, a midget anywhere, let alone the Chili Bowl? Uh, probably not. Um, I mean, unless I get a, a ride, yeah. uh, I would accept it, obviously, but I don't think we need – I don't feel like I need uh I'd rather just I'd rather stay with the wing. Um I'm not really feeling haven't really felt the uh, need to do a non non wing or a midget, but it would be cool to race in the chili bowl. You know, you, you mentioned keeping the wing on. Did you ever run I know you ran uh micros and I saw you in the wing sprint car. Did you ever take the wing off and run wingless micros? Oh yeah, I did uh run a couple of races in non wing towards the end of the micro year. Uh we did race non wing at the Tulsa shootout. Um, don't think we did too bad, but uh, did better in the wing and uh, just stuck with the wing. So just just prefer, prefer the feeling of that wing on top of you. Yes, you made an A feature in the shootout, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, we uh, got seventeenth uh, to tenth in the restricted. Dang, I, I mean that's an accomplishment of itself. Just making the main. In there, that event. There's no cars at the shootout, is there? A couple, a couple thousand. Brad, is there a lot of cars at the shootout? <laughs> Way too many. You know, you know, you introduced Cole, but uh, we probably, because we have a million or two viewers or listeners, we probably ought to introduce who he is because, oh, uh, right. no offense, Cole, but until this last year when I, I uh, read all about uh, you racing 305s, I really did not hear, I didn't know uh, anything about you, but I'm looking at your autograph card. In 2020, you raced uh, cage carts, uh, 2021 micro sprints, and then last year was your rookie season in the 305 sprint cars. So um, you're from Papillion, Nebraska? Yes. Which is just right outside of Omaha. So uh, where all did you race last year? Obviously, Eagle, uh, Denison? Yeah, we raced Denison on Friday nights uh, every week. Uh, finished second in uh, track points there, and then uh, we went to Eagle Raceway on Saturday nights every week. Uh, didn't try not to miss any. We didn't miss any. Uh, got full attendance, and then we went to Husits. Um, pretty sure we went every week. Uh, Might have missed one or two, um, but we also went to Oskaloosa, and uh, yeah. we went to Harlan at the end of the year. I eighty, maybe a couple of different tracks um, throughout the year, but um, weekly uh, was Denison, Eagle, and Husits. So I'm assuming you picked up Rookie of the Year in all three places? Uh, we did not pick up Rookie of the Year at Houston's, uh, but we did at Denison and Eagle. And Eagle. How'd the guy, where did where did you finish compared to the, obviously you probably got runner-up at Houston's? Yes. Did, uh, how, how well did the guy do ahead of you? Did he um, like win or something like uh, that? We were tied going into the last night of the races at Houston's, and uh, so it was pretty intense. Um, but he had a, better night and uh Husits, i didn't really he got the hang of Husits better than i did and uh, i guess he beat me in he was the one who beat me in national rookie of the year um uh, so that son of a bitch <laughs> that's <laughs> Husits, i really like Husits as a racetrack but tell how uh, that's some tight quarter race in there man when you got an inner inside wall and an outside wall there's not a lot of room for error there I, and then you go to eagle eagle's pretty wide and no inside guardrail or anything uh do do the two tracks kind of race the same or is they i mean they're both uh i think they're both one-third miles i think brandon you always say it's a quarter but i think houston's is a one-third but anyway do uh, do they race pretty similar for you uh yeah houston's is um a lot it feels a lot faster because obviously you're turning a lot faster and uh going tighter turns and it's a lot smaller and there's a there's a berm at that's about a whole sprint front sprint car tire tall and if you hit that you're you go right at the racetrack into the wall so 
it's uh it raced pretty pretty much the same um never really ran the top at eagle until the couple of last weeks and uh, we ran the houston's top which uh, is pretty sketchy um <laughs> coming off turn four it's gets really close to the wall and there's big cushion because the four tens but yeah it pretty much ran the same um just eagle is a little bit wider and uh more people, I guess. You say that that wall comes up on you on coming out of four. Several people have said that. Is it kind of like a D shape or something? Because uh, I think Austin McCarl said it. Uh, a few people have said that it, that wall sneaks up on you coming out of four. Yeah, it's it's uh, right there. Um, I think it might be a D shape. I'm not sure, uh, but it does does curve off a lot more than coming out of two on top. Now we're talking a lot about Eagle and Houston's, but the, the big thing I think is uh, you picked up a victory over at Denison earlier this year. Yeah, we got uh, two wins at Denison, and um, the first one was a lot more exciting because um, there was I think there was about twenty cars, and that was the most cars they got all year. And um, we started third in the feature, and um, I hate to say this, but it, it did rubber down, and we. Uh, the leader was checked out on the top uh, about half a straightaway ahead of me, and then we just started picking off, and then uh, finally got to the lead. I always say it doesn't matter what the track does; everybody has to race on it. Yeah, it's it was it was very rubbered up on the bottom, and then once right when I got around him on the coming out of four on one lap, then he just went straight to the bottom. It was followed the leader. Well, it's like Billy said last week that hey, a win's a win. You can't you can't take that away. Look I at mean, Robert Bell. <laughs> <laughs> win's a win, bud. So why the number 15? Uh, well, it's just kind of stuck with me um, since my dad raced. Uh, he used 15 V, and then uh, the V came in here. Uh, some of it was for Vander Heiden, and then another reason is just so we never have to lose our number. Like at the big races, when it, someone else has 15, we gotta don't got to change our number. You just got to lie to everybody to say the V is for victory because that's what you're going to do. Hey, maybe he get a victory fuel sponsor. There you go. What is the big difference between your career? You've started, you went go-karts for, what, a year? Yeah. Micros, and then sprint cars. How is the differences from starting in a go-kart, and then two years later, you're in a full-size sprint car? What is the big differences that you've had to kind of the growing pains of it? Yeah, so the go-kart, um, obviously not there, not very much power. Just uh, pull the pull it and go, I guess, and then... Um, so, yeah, that just kind of got me into the oval part of racing. And then once we got into micros, it, it got a little bit faster and more intense. And uh, you can actually, unlike in a sprint car, you can bump wheels. And, I mean, you, you pop a wheelie or something. And, but You use the rub bars is what you're saying. Yes. And then, <laughs> like, on, like in the micros, uh, we raced a lot more races. I think it was at least, it was at least 50 um, in the micro. But... The biggest difference, I guess, is just the power um, between a micro, a go kart, and a sprint car. Uh, micro, um, it doesn't. It kind of runs the same. It's just the micro sprint was a lot more. You're like squeezed in the car, and your legs are squeezed in the right side. Well, because you're a pretty tall guy. I know what Frank Galusha. I mean, I'm surprised he fits in one of those things, but I'm sure it's even worse for you with your legs and stuff like that, trying to move around for sure yeah we had to get our our chassis we had to make it as tall as we you got to put the seat bar as low as possible so we could fit and uh we barely got in and uh just yeah that's nuts so is that the same with the sprint car you gotta have a a specially made sprint car oh that's what we did with the sprint car we just the micros we fit in there well um i wasn't this tall i grew like two three inches this summer i don't know (laughs) oh yeah I think I'm shrinking every year, so that doesn't help. Well, when you get old, <laughs> it happens. What do you think about traveling on the road? Like, I know I know you've done it enough. You did 50 races in micros. You're doing, what, 70-some this year? How many did you do last year? Oh, uh, we did exactly 50 last year in the sprint car. So do you enjoy the traveling aspect of it? Yeah, I I really... I kind of, every time we take the RV, I go back to the bed and sleep while my dad drives. That's the uh, way to do it. <laughs> that is the way to do it. I would go, I would go any racetrack too. anywhere in the country with somebody if they drove and I could sleep. 
Yeah, but Billy Alley said last week that was his best times with his dad and buns in them. Yeah, he it'd be my it, best time too, and I'm sleeping. He said at the time he hated oh, that's it. That's true. He did say but, at the time. But he hated now it. he misses that because of the quality time that he got to spend with his dad. See, Cole, you got to stay awake. That that way you have the quality time. Yeah, every time we go to Houston, it's um, it's only like two or three hours, I think, and then. We go on the ride home. Um, sometimes I s- tried to stay awake with him in the front seat <laughs> and uh, made sure he stayed awake. And sometimes I lasted, sometimes I didn't. But now, now with your race schedule uh, and still being in high school, are you going to be missing any school to go racing, or does uh, mom and dad put a kibosh on that? Be like school is more important than racing. Um, my mom's kind of more into the me going to school and getting good grades. My dad is too, but. Me and my, we just, I really rather go racing than go to school. Um, but I think us racing in March, April, and May, um, gonna have to miss a, a little bit of school with uh, racing on Friday nights and Sunday nights if I can't get home in time. Or now, now are your teachers understanding about that, or did they, did they not care that you're racing? They even know. <laughs> yeah, most of my teachers know that I race sprint cars now, and because uh, I've been gone quite a bit um, last year, I've been missing this much that much school this year uh hopefully i don't have to miss that much now now what do your peers think about that uh did they think it's cool or is this no it's just it's just cool he's my buddy it's, it's i mean yeah they're they kind of don't really know what it is um i don't think any of them has not very many have actually been to a racetrack and watched um so i don't think you can say if you don't like sprint car racing or you do until you actually go watch for a full night if, if you say you don't like sprint car racing you're, you're just wrong what if you like fender racing hey hey you can like fender racing but you gotta like sprint car racing too so to, to get this thing back on track <laughs> a little bit um means you moved up from <laughs> track like choo-choo <laughs> on the rails <laughs> Goodness. And we're all sober here. <laughs> um, to, to get going, I last two years ago you raced your micro sprints, and now your rookie season in the three hundred fives. Were there any surprises that kind of caught you off guard by making that jump uh, from, I don't know, tracks to the travel to track uh, the prepping the sprint car? Um, it had to be. Uh, a lot more work moving up to a sprint car, but uh, were there any kind of surprises that you weren't prepared for? Like uh, you, nobody told you that you should be doing this in a sprint car or anything, any surprises for you that, last year? Uh, just, I mean, I was obviously prepared that I had to do a lot of work um, to clean it up and make sure all everything's good to go for the next night. Yeah, it's, I tried to, I went into sprint car racing um, from micros, and I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be super easy, but it wasn't that the easiest. But I think I got the hang of it um, pretty fast. Um, but there wasn't, I wasn't really surprised about anything. I kind of just expected it to be a lot harder and faster. But like, I thought it was going to be a little easier to drive than a micro sprint because of the, the way it's, it's powered. Um, but yeah, it was a lot more power than micro. So take us through a week. You race on Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. So you got to prep the car and clean the car and all that stuff. So take us through a week at the shop. Is Monday just a day of R and R to get rested up, and then Tuesday you hit the shop and start maintenance the car? Uh, some weeks um, we kind of just went like for an hour or so every day during the week, and then some days just like on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday, uh, we just feel like we need to do a lot more because something happened that weekend. And uh, so we work on the car all week. And then coming Friday, if I'm in school, I go to school. And then uh, my dad and my buddy Camden, cousin, and then whoever else is going, they drive to the racetrack. And then my mom takes me from school to go to the races. But Chauffeur. The driver has his own personal driver. Yeah. <laughs> so then after so we go to denison on fridays and then uh we'll go home maybe a couple times throughout the season we stopped at a car wash and uh just washed it off for the next day if we didn't go home but most every time we came home from denison we just had to wake up early next on saturday morning and get to work so then we could come home and hang out with my mom and my sister before we head out to Eagle. I like, hope you don't tear anything up Friday night because that probably makes a long, short day on Saturday. 
Yeah, and they, but luckily, thankfully, Eagle is only like 45 minutes away, so we don't have to leave that early like we do Houston's. Um, so after Eagle, we can't really – we didn't party that much after Eagle because we had to get ready for Houston's the next day. So we left e- Eagle a couple times early every time, and then we uh, wake up early again Sunday morning and get ready for Houston's and come home Sunday night. I wonder why he sleeps in the, the toter. I mean, geez. It sounds it's a like lot of work. A lot of early mornings, late nights. That like, it is. It's like Brandon's lifestyle right there. So. Hey, that's <laughs> what you got to do when you're chasing racing, all right? Yeah. yeah. After, like my dad always says, after you die, you have the rest of your life to sleep. So um, you, you just need to do what you got to do. You know, uh, Josh kind of touched on it. You had two wins last year, so that's obviously uh, pretty promising for your rookie year. Did you have any uh, – how, how did the season go as far as uh, – did you did you tear the tear the car up very often or did you just minor stuff? Because obviously that doubles your workload if you uh, tear up your car. So uh, We went through the whole season, um, actually the whole 50, 49 races. Wow. Uh, we didn't tear up the car – I mean, we may have had a front bumper bend or a rear bumper or a scratched uh, wheel cover. Which is now going to be in the race cave. Did you see it, Brad? Oh, nice. It's right over here. Cool. Yeah, but um, we didn't really have any big wrecks. Uh, I think there's a couple nights thought it overheated or sometimes we pulled off at Denison. Um, but, yeah, we didn't. The 50th race was the, night, the, the only time we... We spun out and uh, tore the car up a little bit. Um, ben, uh, ben the head, bent the left side headers. Uh, actually, bent the frame a little bit. Jeez. And uh, the motor mounts. But yeah, we didn't didn't tear the car up. Uh, I'm pretty sure I I don't I don't try to tear the car up. Uh, don't try to tear anyone else's car up because I'm not the kind of guy to. Well, if you said you're not running the high line as much as you know, you just tried it. It sounds like you're not trying to go overly aggressive you're understanding how to run the low to move to the high i mean so to me it sounds like you're you're not like balls to the wall and let's let's just go front however we get there i mean yeah it doesn't seem that way most the this year i kind of took it as uh get used to the car um all the races just like get the feel for it and then maybe try the top at the end of the year which we did and uh, got pretty comfortable pretty quick. I uh, wish I would have tried it in the earlier in the season. Uh, but like Denison, the last couple of weeks, it was there was maybe two feet from the two two feet from the wall on the top, and uh, it was pretty fun going going full throttle for a whole maybe five minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Well, that's a pretty impressive schedule. For you, your rookie year, you run 50 races, and now uh, on paper you're going to run 70-plus. Uh, are there going to be some new tracks for you this next year? I mean, obviously you ran Denison, Husits, and, and Eagle, and you said you went to Oski, and uh, you said a couple other. What what other new tracks are you looking forward to, to running at this year? I think, uh, like we said, uh, Devil's Bowl at the beginning of the year, uh, I think we're going down to Beatrice a couple times maybe. Um, we'll go to Harlan again probably if they have any races. Um, we're going to try to hit a lot of tracks this year and uh, just get as many laps as we can. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced. And usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. 
At Charter West Bank Mortgage Center, we know that it's more important now than ever to find a smart mortgage that fits your needs. We're locally owned, and Charter West Bank Mortgage Center is a leader in Nebraska mortgage lending for first-time home buyers and all types of loans. Our local mortgage team at Charter West is here to help. Give us a call. Charter West Bank Mortgage Center. Nebraska-born, Nebraska-owned, Nebraska values. Charter West Bank, the power of the Eagle. Equal housing lender. Welcome back to Quick Time Podcast. Not the hockey podcast. Brandon. I think I said the hockey one as we went to break. So Did you really? I think I might have. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long week, bud. So, so uh, no, go ahead. So, Cole, I, I'm going to say I have a question. <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> so, Billy Alley said on the last podcast, you have to eat, sleep, and shit racing. Do you are you going to do that here the next season? Yes, I'm all for that. Um, well, clearly he said he's not going to school. He's that, just it sounds like he's going to be on the road. <laughs> like, like mom drags him yeah, to class. Those three <laughs> things. School was not on that list. That is true. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to try to. I'm going to try to be in the shop all the all this year. Um, we're going to try. I'm going to try to stick in with vlogging. Um, oh, we right. vlogged a couple weeks ago. I haven't. I need to get back to it once we get the frame and then uh, s- hopefully start. Get it going and uh, more subscribers every week. Are you? Why aren't you vlogging this? This is the the hi- oh, highlight of the vlog series right here. It's being on QuickTime. He doesn't want to show you in your sweatpants, Brandon. It's okay. <laughs> Look who's talking. Okay, I missed the vlog, and I thought you were saying logging. I'm like, what the hell is logging? He's gonna you, start logging. Logging. Okay, I put the front axle right. together. I <laughs> for the rear end. For in. the old guy here, Brad. Do you know what a vlog is? I do know what a vlog is. A video, a video. It's just a video broadcast. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay. I was uh, he was log- he was going to be the most accurate sprint car driver on I he put the He ain't taking notes <laughs> in school but he's taking notes at the racetrack. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I got to So gotta what do you learn. think of doing vlogging? We do that at our at where me and Brandon work. Brandon does it, I should say. Yeah, get it get it right. I, just, I do. It. I'm just on the camera every now and then, but is it it's definitely a lot of work to carry a camera around and or basically talk about what you're doing. Is this something you're looking forward to this season? Yeah, um, my dad and mom got me a camera, um, like one of those mirrorless professional ones. Uh, it's a, it was a vlogging kit, and uh, um, getting pretty used to the talking to the camera. And hopefully, we can just I'm gonna try um, doing what Tanner Holmes is doing, um, just vlogging every race that I go to and everything I do that involves racing. I guess. So you have a YouTube channel then? Is that what it's going to be on? Yeah. So what is the name of your YouTube channel? Um, I believe it's Cole Vanderheiden Racing. Um, just should be Choo Choo TV. There yeah, you you're go. You're going to have to spell that out because <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot of letters. <laughs> that's more of more. What's more funny is so when I I'm, I work with his dad on his car and stuff like that. I don't know how many times I get your name last name spelled wrong. He's like, you spelled it wrong again, and I'm like, dang it. I did not pass spelling Here, in, as a kid for you. Yeah, I did that. I wrote that <laughs> down on that. <laughs> what I'm disappointed with the hero cards is uh, they're using a Joe Orth photo, not one of those BA photos. You took photos? Yeah. Cole has a whole shit ton of my photos. They wanted some that weren't blurry. That was the first. <laughs> that, that, might, <laughs> that might be the case. Now that we're on the photo card, uh, do we have a new paint scheme for, for 2023? Yeah, I wanted to bring up paint schemes. So. Okay. No. <laughs> what a, what a, yeah, great leeway. Yeah. All right. Let's, so let's talk. Cole, what Cole, do, what Cole, do we got? Cole, I'm going to guess there's purple still in it. Yes. Uh, we're changing to uh, all gray, um, purple, white, a uh, little bit of black. Um, hopefully, it, it actually does look really cool. Um, we got the COPS logo and all the other logos look really good with the purple and gray, I think. Uh, we got the purple number. Um Sticking with the 15V, and uh, it's going to look really good on the racetrack. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely time that time of year where you start seeing paint schemes come out. Have you, have you dropped your paint scheme publicly yet? Uh, yes, we did. Um, I think about a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I uh, think a lot of people are going to like it, and uh, it might be a little hard to see, but it looks really cool. You know, it's definitely one of those designs I kind of changed how I normally do it, Brandon. Um, but it, I tried to make your car 
your dad kind of back when we were talking in the beginning, he wanted to do a train car for the 305 Nationals. And I was like, no, it's not worth doing it then because you're only going to have it for one one race. So my whole goal when I was designing it this time around was let's make it feel like a train. And so when you're going to see this car up close, it looks like a train behind the graphics. You don't see that on a Blackbeard car because his is just stripes and squares and rectangles. So but, like all your other cars? No. But the funny thing is, Dad sent me a photo of your new wings this year that uh, has a hole in the side of it. Well, his numbers are on the front, so now i got to make the numbers work with that. So no, Wait a minute, there's a hole in the side are, of the are you Are you pulling the Trevor Seabrist kind of wing and have a little clear view hanging out the side of the corner? Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it plexiglass? Is that what it is? I'm not yeah. sure. So is it going to help you obviously see the top side? Is that what the whole reason is for or is it just to see other cars around you easier um probably just it might it should help um me be able to see a little bit uh got away from my mom every time on the front stretch first on like the parade lap at eagle um it'll help me see a little bit better probably um hopefully it doesn't get too muddy or anything and uh yeah, mostly just to see the top. Yeah, you can kind of yeah. see. I have pulled up the picture of the car. Like I told you, it, you can see the, the actual side of like an engine of a, a oh, train yeah. and whatnot. But uh, tell us about You got a big sponsor this off season with Cops. Is it Cops Pizza? Uh, how'd that come to be? Um, yeah, when my dad uh, reached out. Uh, we Cops is um, pretty new. Uh, one of the new um, companies in uh, our mall, Shadow Lake Mall. And um, my dad, uh, we hooked up with them, and my dad, uh, with his talking abilities, um, he got uh, close with uh, the owner, Chris Christopher Cop. Um, he's he's a really nice guy. Uh, met him when he signed the contract to be your sponsor. Gonna be uh, really glad to ha- glad him glad to have him on board this year. Um, all aboard the cold train, I guess. So what's it like going out hunting for sponsors? Is it kind of nerve wracking or is it, I know if trying to find sponsors for this, for what we do is it's hard to ask people for money to help you with what your venture is. How is it like, you know, you're a little different. Hey, you want to sponsor my race car? You know, how is that as a, when you approach people for that? Um, yeah. So my, uh, my dad's been doing it the past couple of years, but, uh, hopefully upcoming years I'll be, I'll be the one asking. Um, it's I'm kind of I'm not the best uh, talker. Yes, yet to uh, um, get people to uh, sponsor me. Josh still ain't the best talker. I, I can't even pronounce names, so you got I, me there. I get that because when I had my website, I I never approached anybody for sponsorship because I just that's I'm just so uncomfortable doing that. Any sponsor that I got on that website, they came to me. And thank God some of them did, but man, I I, I feel you. I, I that'd be a hard thing for me to do. That's why this show had no sponsors until Josh got here. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I know that guy. No, <laughs> but I definitely think that if people like what you do and what you promote, you're a very easygoing guy. You know, you don't ruffle any feathers and stuff like that. At least not yet. But I think you put out a good product compared to some drivers that maybe rub people the wrong way and stuff like that. Gonna name any names? No. Why would I do that? You have no. You have no <laughs> balls, sir. No. But I mean, overall, though, it it seems like your dad's putting you in a place to succeed, which is awesome to see. I mean, the hardest thing I think as a young driver is just getting the right people around you. Billy made that point last week about how he had buns. I mean, who? Who's all on your crew that, you know, has the leadership that shows you the way to kind of do the right things? Yeah, so we started out with my dad, just um, me and him and the micros. It was just me and him every week, every night. And uh, we tried the same setup, I think, every night and uh, just um, try to figure out what was wrong and what was good on the car and what helped it and what made it go faster. Um, But when we moved into sprint cars, my dad, when he raced, he had a um, one of his buddies, Ed, um, Ed Prince. He works. He were used to be my dad's pit crew when he raced, and now um, this past season, he came every week at Eagle. He could 
every time he could get there and it was he was a big help uh he knows a lot about racing uh i uh really comfortable talking to him and um telling him what how what feels good where and what it what needs changed dad's friend ed and um, my cousin camden he was a big help um this year uh, he came to most of the races and just had uh it was overall a great time this summer with my dad camden ed uh, my uncle randy my grandpa steve uh, we just had a lot of people come and help every once in a while um but mostly those three people yeah it definitely sounds like you have a lot of help and support what what uh what are your aspirations with racing i i know you got the the large schedule coming up this year mostly all 305 stuff i i've heard you talk that you maybe want to try to jump in a 360 here and there yeah so ultimately and goal is going to be to be a full-time world of outlaws 410 sprint car driver um but obviously it's going to take a lot a lot of work and steps to get there so and money uh, yeah we're <laughs> we're uh we're keeping with the 305 this year. Um, planning on racing a 360 at least once or twice this year. Um, uh, we'll see if see what happens by the end of this year, and then next year we're just waiting on to see what we can do and uh, what we can afford and see see what we want to do after uh, a lot of races this year. Well, definitely one of the hard things about let's say moving up to a 360 in you know a car is is you have to race far away you know you had to race knoxville if you want to run weekly the bad part about that is sponsorship i mean like cops pizza for example they're a local brand right they're not nationwide or anything like that so it's hard to sponsor someone that goes out of town you know because at eagle raceway that's huge i mean he's right in your backyard basically um but is a 360 once you move up to it, are you going to still come back and race 305s and stuff like that? or? Um, I think the plan is uh, to race the the 305 races that we have this year. And then if we get a 360 or rent one or drive for someone, we we will uh, we will race the 360 if it, even if it's on a 305 night. Maybe if it's championship night or something. Um, but, yeah, we're going to race the 360 hopefully uh that's the goal and uh then we'll move up to a 410 once we can once we can either find a ride or afford one what about what about goals for the for this year uh i know you said you finished second in points at denison maybe finish up one higher spot out there pick up track championship uh, a few more wins probably yeah um the main goal for this year is to get that first win at eagle raceway it's going to be a big one um i'm going to get a, i think we'll get a lot more attention once we win at eagle because there's tons of fans there and uh we haven't we only ended up in the top four once this year uh but had a lot of top tens and um hopefully i'd say just get um every time we make the a first goal is to make the a and then second goal is to just get top 10 or top five um, but yeah, I really hope we can get a track championship this year so your dad said on on an old podcast for quick time that or no, that he said that in order for you to get a race car, you had to beat him in go-karts. So nowadays, can he beat you in a go-kart, or is it not even close now? Uh, are you talking about, like, dirt ones? or Whatever one he said on the podcast that you had to beat him in in order to get your cage cart. Um, well, I don't know if we raced at Joe's Karting or whatever, um, but we did. I think it was just... Uh, thing where he wanted me to race and just see what I could do and then I wanted to get into it and see instead of just sitting in the stands every week um just got into it and then uh fell in love I guess well I think even Ryan Timms he took a year off like his like his dad said in an interview that he took you know he didn't really want to do it and then all of a sudden they sold everything and then he wanted to do it it seems like from the start you've wanted to do this it's not something that you're just kind of doing it you're full full into it i mean that's awesome to see yeah i'll be i'm really wanting to be uh non-stop racing obviously with 60 70 races in one year is a lot um but that's what the world of outlaws does and and the, and then i were in the end i really want to race um full-time world of outlaws going back to the question i sent out to a whole bunch of people a bunch of race car guys Cole, how would you answer this? Do you feel that when someone starts racing at an early age, 
they should stay in a class for a couple seasons before moving up, or if they show talent to move up faster in a class. Um, I'd say if, say, someone starts in go-karts like I did, um, I, I just don't feel like go-karts um, teach you anything in a bigger car. Uh, but So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do go-karts for very, very off very much. Um, but if I started in a micro sprint, I might, I mean, there's guys that do that full time and just want to stick with micros, but I, I like the big car. I want to get in a 410 big car. I'd say move up. I'd say move up as fast as you can, unless, unless you're really enjoying what you're racing. You, you said that the go-karts really don't teach you anything. Uh, as far as, far as the, the, like the driving of a car, I would, I, I would say that's true. But I think what what you learn by racing a season of go karts is just your dedication to racing. If you if you can grind out an entire season, you know you can do it. Yeah, especially you do go karting right now in the off season. How do you feel like that keeps you sharp for the next year? Oh uh, well, I think Joe's karting is a lot more competitive um, with the older guys, and um, considering it's a league, uh, so everyone comes there and we just compete and have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it really does. I think it helps my aggressiveness for uh, trying to stay on the bottom or, or like getting people out of the way if they're slow. Um, so yeah, I think uh, racing these go karts in the off season um, at Joe's karting is really helping my aggressiveness for the sprint car. Is there an opportunity around here to race those outlaw carts that you see about at uh, Miller? What is Millbridge? Uh, Millbridge, and then California. I don't think there is anywhere. I think the closest here. place is English Creek out at out South in, of Knoxville. Yeah, they don't run any in Kansas. I don't know. It's Kansas. Yeah, I, I don't just, even know what's in Kansas. I'm just something around here. I I didn't know that. I mean, you got Cam Raceman. I know that they they were not available there, but uh, I didn't know if they had outlaw carts anywhere around this area or not. I do know that uh, Stu Snyder is trying to get started. His son, he wants his son to race something like that. But I know a couple of years ago, Ryan Roberts tried the same thing with Titan. And he couldn't get anybody to want to get one to at least you, know, you need like I think four or five to yeah. get a class going, and he couldn't even get more than just himself. But some of the answers I got from some of the other guys I I messaged Ryan Tim said I think as long as you're winning or running up front in a class, then it's okay to move up no matter what age you are. Uh, Billy Alley said moving move them up faster as long as they can afford to do it. And the, and the knowledge to want to learn is there. Stu Snyder said, I feel like two years max, uh, if they get into a sprint, uh, I feel like if they get into a 360 or a 410, uh, definitely try not to go back to a 305 too much because you learn a lot of bad habits to it. And I got pretty much the same thing from Rodney Droud that, that Stu said, that you get a 305 is a 305, but a 360, it's a whole new learning curve to it. And it sounds like if you keep moving up, and move back, you kind of have an issue just because it's a whole different animal type thing. Imagine Ryan Tim says, move up as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why he would say that. Yeah, I wonder why he would say that. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, several people have said, though, if you if you stay at, uh, I mean, if your goal is a 410, you, if you stay at a 360 too long, you're going to develop bad habits that will only hurt you in the 410 and so forth. So I, I, I would have suspected that answer. Well, and... You know, I thought it was interesting when Billy pointed out that in a 360 compared to a midget, as example, is you got to keep the car straight. Would you say it's the same thing in a 305, Cole? Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'm, like, full on, full sending it like everyone else is going on top, full throttle at Eagle. Uh, but You're not running that Trevor Grossenbacher line just yet? That's that's a ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he runs up there. Uh, he's not afraid to do it. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I think I just I just try to keep the car straight because um, I think the straighter you go, the faster you are. Smooth is fast, I guess. Smooth is definitely smooth fast. is fast. Just like this transition to our next break. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award-winning play and buffet experience. With over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages. 
with over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration, and we hope to see you soon. Join Stars photographer BA and Off-Ice official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray-painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some, some NHL or he's looking up to, but I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick, though. <laughs> <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes, back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything, with 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast all season long, right here on the Anchor app, where we find your favorite podcast. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really... That's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms President Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. (laughs) I want that added. What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. Welcome back to Quick Time the Podcast. Brad, while we were on break, you did a little uh, internet surfing on the old interwebs, trying to find some paint schemes to drop. And I don't know why you're surfing the internet like that, because the the, the best-looking car so far this year has already dropped, uh, and that's the Cole Macedo on the Tarl- Tarleton 21 out of California. Yeah, it's a beautiful one. That blue pops on that black car. I think Cole's, yours is going to be the same way. I think your purple is going to pop. Uh, it's going to be a pretty. Don't give Josh any compliments. I mean, I know it's Cole's car and Cole's right here, I but think it's going to be a pretty. You can't car. give Josh any compliments now. Oh. You know, uh, some yeah, other Brandon. cars that I really like. Um, uh, Danny Dietrich's cars, I think, it was a pretty car. And you'll get to see Danny Dietrich's, Dietrich's yeah. car here at Eagle Raceway, running the full high limit schedule. Yeah, you know, I've always liked the way that car looks in general. I mean, when it was the old, you know, old school car. If I'm I, not mistaken, he's not running the high limits schedule in the 48 car he's teamed up with another guy to run the high limits races and the the coffin 48 is going to be what his normal just the east coast type car what do you think of uh freddie ramer's or um, is it the ramer brothers car the 51 ramer. car uh, it's uh it was okay uh nothing in my opinion nothing special uh, ryan timms was okay ryan well, timms is just a, a yeah but copied blackbeard car Change the colors and and move on. That's true. Josh had a lot to say about the Colmacito car while we were off here, but I guess you know uh, I, I it looks just like it did the year before. Like what's different besides it's blue? It's it had blue. blue, right? No, it was it was uh, black, black and gray. Black. It was black on black. black. Yeah, hmm. that's what Tarleton does. Is black on black. You remember the car at Nationals, the purple and black car, and they made him put a white number in the middle because he couldn't read the number. You think that same issue could happen with his? I mean. Possible. Unless that blue is light, no. light enough. I think it's not going to happen. Bill Baylog has a nice looking ride, too. Um, I think it's basically his white and red car from last year, but now it's white and blue. But uh, well, I do have a couple drivers that have contacted me last two weeks locally. They're all getting different looking cars. Gene Acklin's one of them. I bet you it's going to be black and blue. It will be black and blue. Yeah, it will same. be a little different. Uh, Schoenberg's car, I think, is kind of it's it's pretty simple, but kind of nice too. What do so. you think about the uh, Jacob Allen car? Whole new different colors for those eight races um, with the the. Uh, I'm not with a that green, new sponsor. I'm not a green fan. 
It's. Uh, I mean, it's I, good I knew to you weren't. A, a, I knew you weren't a Green fan since Steve Kinzer ran Green, and you had to be a Sammy fan. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. What about you? What 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 outlaw drivers did you do you enjoy watching and and root for? Uh, I think the most one that I enjoy watching is Sheldon. Um, He's kind of like one of the younger ones, and he's pretty good. Uh, Wins a lot. Uh, He won that one at Houston's. That I think it was a hundred grand to pay to win. Um, That last lap pass was. He's just yeah. a heck of a driver. Um, also, he's sponsored by NOS, and I love, I like drinking NOS. <laughs> so we need to get NOS on your car. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we do. Well, <laughs> the driver suits are pretty nice. Sheldon won his first race over there in Australia. Was it in a 360 or a 410? Uh, I don't. It's in a sprint car. What? Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> We're not going there again. We've done that every, <laughs> That's every a little episode. Uh, just, I'll, I'll have to hear you say it again. It was in a sprint car. That's all you need to say. It was in a sprint car. <laughs> hey, they're all sprint cars. They're all sprint cars. Just I don't have to like all of them. Just some big boy sprint cars. <laughs> big boy uh, sprint cars. So, Cole, do you have any aspirations to travel to Australia to race? I know Billy Alley's done it. I mean, New Zealand. It's, it's a whole Zealand, different freaking country, Josh. I know my geology. Is that say the right geography? Geography. Dang it. See, that's why I suck at words. Can't spell. Doesn't know subjects in school. Man, good thing I barely can design. Barely can design a race car. Good thing I just draw things. That's all right. He he has to look for Blackbeard for inspiration on all his race cars. No, I do not. Sprint car season kicks off. A couple days. I was gonna say a couple days. Yeah, the U.S. is down in Florida. I mean, they're already running the Top Gun sprint, Top, uh, sp- gun, top gun sprint cars down in East Bay. What do you think about Outlaws? Well, right now, I think everybody's going to be back. There's 11 confirmed full times, and you know that uh, Gravel, Macedo, Shots, Hot, and Kinzer—they're unconfirmed. They're going to start. They're going to they're they're get 90 percent of them. Yeah. they're not. They're not going to miss any of them. I, I look for uh, all of them to be back full time with the Outlaws. I mean, these guys can't make. A living on twelve high limit races, only and, if you win them all. And they're not gonna they're not gonna forfeit all that money to race twelve times. Twelve times, and and, and then they, and they can race eight and still win when they get the points and stuff. So they may miss four or five of those high limit races, but uh, they're all gonna race the outlaws. Outlaws has been been challenged twice now and, and been they've the other teams have, or the other groups have been defeated every time. So the Outlaws are it. They have dirt vision, they have notoriety, name recognition. They're they're the, the cream of the crop. So if you want to be good, you gotta race there. So can you start down in Florida and then just yes. jump on yes. and just jump on the series? Yes. They like, can do you start have to in sign Florida. a contract they, or anything? If if you're smart, you'll sign a contract and you'll be a premier a member until you decide you don't want to do it anymore look look what look what dietrich did with the all-stars in the COVID year he was confirmed to be an all-star driver and then he then then once once everything started opening back up back home in pennsylvania he's like nope i'm staying home because that's what they say the late model guys are doing there's like overload of outlaw drivers that signed on but 23 late model drivers signed. the thing is with the outlaws they don't pay if they have 20 uh, confirmed platinum members all 20 of them don't get show up money and all 20 of them don't get it's like your top bonus 12 money. or i think it's 12 i i think it's 12 so you only if you're you're only going to get the tow money if you're in the top 12. so like what happens you finish is, in the top 12 or if you're in top 12 in points in points. Top 12 points. In points so if if you run all of the florida races and maybe through April and then you see where you're at. Some people drop off and don't, don't finish the year. And so they just lose, they don't get any money from that point on. Well, cause that was the rumor that I heard from, from somebody that it, Ryan Timms was, that's what he might do was he'd have a really good showing down in Florida and he could be part of the outlaws. I mean, obviously now he's already signed on with Keith Coons to run the midget, but that's why I didn't know as far as, when is it that you have to sign that contract to be that member for the first race? If I'm not mistaken, McCarl did that a couple of years ago. Terry McCarl, he went down to Florida, ran all the Florida races, went to Georgia and, and went to Texas. And then when they went to California, he dropped off. So he got tow money up to the Texas races. And then uh, he had no intentions of going to California. But you also get to sell your merchandise. Speaking of t-shirts. Oh yeah. Cole has a uh, new t-shirt coming out. Yeah. The, the design that um, you made was, it's pretty badass. Uh, we we had, I mean, it's 
it's me popping a wheelie. Um, obviously, I've never actually done that, but it does look really cool. You don't need to tell everybody that. You can say you did. It doesn't. They can't <laughs> prove. They, they all know he's a 305 driver. So. Oh, hey, there it is. I've seen 305s. <laughs> Pops a monster wheelies at Eagle Raceway. So what made they you? They just happen to have the help from the infield tire. Doesn't matter. They popped well, it. Cole said you can do that. Hugh says you go down low from what he said. <laughs> so what made you guys want to do the different color of shirts? Um, well, I think just just going with the black T-shirt last year is just obviously probably most of it was just because it's the rookie year. Just to try it out. Um, last year, Micro Sprints we had a black shirt, uh, but um, we had a lot of people. Um, I think we had quite a bit of people requesting for like a blue or like white T-shirt. Um, but and we changed to that. And white T-shirts at a racetrack. I mean, I like white T-shirts, but. Tough. That's a tough one on a racetrack because uh, it gets dirty fast. If you like me, you probably fall down at least once or twice out there. <laughs> or drop some nacho cheese on the shirt or something. Hey, I do not drop nacho <laughs> cheese on my t-shirts. My bad. That is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> it doesn't. Hide I that. happen to slide down the racetrack, and sometimes you fall on your ass as you're walking down the the banking and eagle raceway. <laughs> yeah, clearly the racing shirt choice is black ones. And did you guys watch the Chili Bowl and when they had an open red, all the crew members come running out on the track and every one of them was wearing a, a black shirt. They all got it from the same place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you? So were you watching the Chili Bowl when uh, Friday night when we were there, you know, they were going to have an open red, right? And all of a sudden, you know, they blow the blowhorn. Someone in the stands blew the bullhorn, and you just see them all trying to come out, and you see the guys holding back, no, no, you can't come out yet. And the air of the crowd Josh does not laughing. know anything about the top row rowdies. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, I, I have a, a thing, though, that Cole's dad got, I think, yesterday from my recommendation was the, you know, Top Row Rowdies had the train horn, right? Yeah. So, Cole, what did your dad get yesterday? Um, well, he got one of those train horns. Um, I think he called it for a birthday present for himself um, from him. <laughs> But, those, uh, those are the best kind of birthday presents. <laughs> you get exactly what you wanted. Yeah, so absolutely. now when they call your name, is he just going to? Hammer um, on that. I think uh, once we pull into the racetrack at Eagle on that road, uh, I think he's going to blow it. Um, or when we leave, uh, maybe pull it whenever <laughs> I speaking win. Of, or, speaking of train horns, have you heard Sean's train horn in the back of the push truck yet? I have not heard. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and this year at Eagle, when when, uh, when we drive by, I'll have Sean blow it for you when he, when he drives by your, your pit. I'm thinking your dad's going to use it to wake you up from the long drives. He's like, all right, stay awake. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully not. <laughs> but no, that, that I was sitting there. I was like, this would be perfect because I was telling him, like, hey, you should get one of these. And then sure enough, he sends me this text of a receipt that he bought one. And I was like, that's awesome. That'd definitely be cool to hear that. All right. Before we wrap things up, Cole, uh, where can people find more about you? Uh, Facebook page. I know you... You mentioned the uh, the vlog series on YouTube. What where else can they find you at? Um, I think we have Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, we got. Um, I think those the two handles for that is just Coltrane Fifteen V, um, and then our website is uh, Coltrane Fifteen V dot com. Um, you can find a lot of things on there. Or shirts. Um, there's a couple stories about me and a couple weekends. Um, we got our sponsors on there, and everything else. Everything else is on there that you. Uh, need to know. Now, how often are you going to do your vlog? Like, how often posts are you going to do this summer? Um, I think we're going to try to do, um, we're going to vlog every race, uh, hopefully. Um, maybe sometimes on a three day weekend, we might not put it all into one video because that'd be a long one. Um, we're going to try to, I'm going to try to stay at one one a week. Um, that's pretty much the goal, maybe two. Every racing racing three nights a, a week. I mean, you definitely can get enough footage. To do one show for sure. All right, you got anything before we leave? Do you got anybody to thank or anything for the car or whatnot? Um, I'll just I'll just thank my dad. Uh, he he's got me here. Um, he's done everything he can. Uh, he got me into it and uh, just been there for me every time I needed something. Um, he tightens my seatbelts all the time. Still, um, make sure I'm all strapped in. Um, and uh, I got to thank my mom a lot. Um, she's she's given me a lot of things. Uh, she gave you life. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they. My mom and dad has just been there for me um, my whole life. Um, especially, I think they're going to support me a lot. Uh, help me get into a four ten, or help me try to find a ride and get my name out there for other people who are looking for drivers. Um, and uh, 
I guess I'll thank my sister. Uh, she's probably going to hear this. And uh, she's she takes a couple pictures at the races. Uh, we use those for our Facebook pictures and here and there. And uh, I'll thank Camden again. Uh, he's he was a great, great helper this year. Uh, I think he's going to be helping our video video series this year. And uh, thanks to Ed, um, my Uncle Randy, like I said, Grandpa Steve, uh, Scott, and Grayson. Um, just everyone that uh, put a hand on this car and just help it help me get there. I guess I'll, I'll thank my sponsors real quick. Um, the most important one was Genevieve Physical Therapy. Uh, she's my mom, and she's big help uh, this last year and hope and uh, good help this re- next year. 316 Strategy Group, they were a big help. Uh, they gave us a lot of um, support and effort. They put a lot of effort into our uh racing season this year and uh glad to have them back on board again this year yeah i noticed they were out there at least a couple times at eagle raceway and helped you put together a pretty sweet promo video yeah they came out one night and uh filmed filmed the whole night of racing i really like those uh cool edit videos tried to do them on tiktok um big help this year and last year and uh can't wait to have them back on board uh big new sponsor this year cops pizza we talked about them um, really good pizza and wings. Uh, go there a lot. Um, my favorite's the uh, mac and cheese burger. I know it's a pizza place, but the mac and cheese burger, mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese pizza. That's interesting. That Dude, mac and cheese pizza is the bomb. I love mac and cheese pizza. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And if you, Josh knows me, I'll, I'll you put anything on pizza and I'll probably eat it. Or bacon. If you add bacon, anything he'll eat. Hell it yeah, too. bacon. Who doesn't like bacon? We also got uh, Randy Vanderheiden Trucking, um, my uncle. He's really, really thankful f- to have him on board. He showed up a couple races, uh, bought us a couple tires here and there, and um, really, really good uh, guy. And uh, we got uh, new uh, Brad Co. Companies. He's my neighbor, um, roofing, and uh, really good help. Uh, got Young Chiropractic. Um, they're been a... Uh, I've been friends with his son, um, and uh, for my whole life, uh, we've been close with them all for my whole life. And uh, we got Chasm Safety Products; um, they're a big help. Uh, we had that on board this last year. Um, it's the safety uh, product on the bottom of your seat. To I guess it's it saves your back. I guess um, it really helps. I uh, got Cherries for Hope; they're a really big one. Um, Glad to have them on board. Uh, we got Papillion Animal Hospital, uh, Barrett Clinic. Um, they were our last year sponsor as well. Uh, Arose Mental Health, um, Mr. Car Shipper Auto Transporter, and uh, Baker's Boys Racing. Uh, there are shocks. Um, Going to have them on board again this year. And uh, we got uh, Ford Bite, um, still a, a smaller sponsor this year. Sounds like a lot of good help. It's kind of neat seeing a young guy uh, do a charities for hope doing a, you know, a nonprofit organization like that. Um, I always see lots of pictures you get you doing things for them. So that's pretty cool to see. Yep. Hopefully this year can, uh, we'll get all their names out and a couple of victories here and there. And, um, hopefully, uh, get my name out there as well. All right, Brad, any, any final words nope. before we wrap it up? I'm good. Good luck this uh, next year. I might make it out to Eagle one night and, and see what's well, going on. And if you on. put a 305 in, you'll definitely get Brad. Or a 360 in there, you'll definitely get Brad. Well, I will there. be out there that, in <laughs> September. All right, we'll see everybody next week right here on Quick Time, the podcast. Yeah.